Chapter 1 The lifeless body lay at the poolside, filled with beer, water, and chlorine. Shrouded around him was his varsity letter jacket. The last ten minutes had been spent in desperate attempts at saving the kid, his friends each taking turns with haphazard efforts of CPR and pleadings with God, silent deals being made with the Creator that if he'd only let their friend live, they would never drink again. The drowned boy's blue color vanished, and his eyes opened. A deal had been made, but not with God. Corey Ference's heart raced while he slept, lost in a vivid dream. He pushed a hand through his curly hair, his thin and wiry body writhing. In his mind, he seemed to float above the hotel room, monitoring it. A black humanoid figure sat on the edge of his bed, staring into the open closet before it. The shape's composition was stringy black, like ink dropped in clear water. Two jaundiced eyes, the only thing recognizably humanoid other than its shape, sunk into its face. Corey hovered over as the figure stood, and though it had legs, the thing chose to levitate toward the closet, floating slowly and steadily, its lower extremities dragging like the string on a deflating helium balloon. The closet held a neat row of various-sized pink jumpsuits resting on hangers. The figure reached into the closet and pulled out a suit, one made of human flesh, then floated toward a large mirror that hung on the wall. The mirror split down the center with a loud crack. The figure rose a foot and placed it within the skin, tugging at the leg and stretching it taut over itself, each empty limb filling up with the blackness and adhering to the figure. Two patches were carelessly embroidered into the chest of the flesh, one a large letter O, like that found on the letter jacket of a high school sports athlete, and the other the image of a ferocious mascot of a cat, its exaggerated fangs a threat to any opposing team. Before the suit was fully on the figure, there was a high-pitched pinging sound, and one half of the mirror spiderwebbed cracks throughout and exploded into the room. Cory awoke, covered in sweat and out of breath. He tried yelling for his father, but no words came. He'd only begun talking again earlier that year, and crying out for help wasn't something that came quickly. He held his leg off the bed to pound it on the floor, then hesitated, remembering the shattered mirror and the glass strewn about. It was just a dream. Corey pounded the floor hard four times with his foot, but the carpet absorbed every sound meant for his father. Corey reached for the nightstand, grabbed the phone book, and flung it across the room, hitting the door that joined his room with his father's and Sonia's. Less than a minute later, Hank Ferentz entered the room, no crunch of glass under his feet. See? A dream. Corey, what's wrong? Corey sat up in bed and wiped his face with the bottom half of his t-shirt. I'm fine. I had a dream. Hank pushed his ponytail over one shoulder and rubbed the salt and pepper goatee covering his chin. You can't do that to me, kid. Scared me to death. Hank grabbed his son and held him tight. Young teenagers normally didn't allow such affection from a parent, but Hank and Corey had been through a lot together the past few years. There was a bond there, an understanding, and a need. Hank released his son and held him at arm's length. You sure you're okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Just a little shook up. The dream, did it tell you anything? Yeah, I think it did. Hank sat and listened to his son give details of the sinewy black figure, 
the flesh suits, the mirror, and specifically the embroidered patches. The patches, what color were they? Purple and white. Okay, this is good. This could really help us pinpoint where we need to go. For the past two weeks, Hank, Corey, and Sonia had lived in hotels throughout southwest Michigan, waiting on more clues to locate exactly where a portal had been opened. Both Sonia and Corey had sensed one was open and could tell it was near them, but Corey was able to direct them to southwest Michigan. Ever since then, it had become a waiting game. Until now. And you're sure about this? This isn't just a regular dream? No, it's the same feeling. I'll hit the internet in the morning, okay? Try and get some more sleep. Hank hugged his son, hit the light, and left the room.